This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. You all know I'm a big supporter of the Donna Marathon Weekend, the Donna Foundation, and I want to let you know they have their Mother's Day Weekend Race coming up May 8th through the 9th. This is a new Donna Signature event lineup in 2021. It's the Mother's Day Your Way event, and you can swim, bike, run, surf, do Pilates, skate, juggle, any form of exercise qualifies for this event. It's $35 if you sign up through the end of March, March 31st, and you get a finisher's medal, a shirt, a goodie bag, all kinds of great swag when you do this race. And most importantly, all of the proceeds benefit the Donna Foundation, which helps people who are walking through a breast cancer diagnosis. Go to breastcancermarathon.com and get signed up for the Mother's Day Your Way event. Use the code Lindsay5 to save $5. All right, today you're listening to episode 306, and I'm talking with Aaron Longin. Aaron is the global director for the Run Train Business Unit at Puma. Aaron leads strategy and product creation for Puma Running, training and studio products, including footwear and apparel. She oversees business product management, design, and marketing teams for the global business unit. Puma has a lot going on right now. They just launched a new running line, which is making headlines everywhere. They were just in Runner's World magazine. And they're also launching a new training group in North Carolina. So we get to learn all about their new shoes, their new training group, and what Aaron's up to at Puma right now. Before we get started talking with Aaron, I want to thank Gooder for supporting this episode of the podcast Gooder is where you will find the best priced sunglasses for an active lifestyle. My favorite pair are the Amelia Earhart Ghosted Me shades. They have this aviator style, super cute. And I actually just ordered the Breakfast Run to Tiffany's runway glasses. They're super cute. They're durable and they're inexpensive. You all should check them out. Go to gooder.com slash another. When you go to that specific landing page, gooder.com slash another, you'll get an automatic 15% off your purchase. So make sure you go to the specific landing page, gooder.com slash another. All right. I hope you all enjoy this conversation with Aaron Longin. Well, today on the podcast, we have Aaron Longin on the show. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's a really exciting time in the world of Puma. How are you feeling this week? <laughs> it is very exciting. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, very excited this week to see a lot of what we've been working on coming to life now and starting to hear some of the responses out there, uh, you know, from the running world. So really pleased and optimistic and very excited. So Thursday, yesterday was technically the launch, like the big launch of the new line, right? Definitely. Yeah. So March, yeah, March 4th was our date. Um, you know, certain markets went a little sooner as needed, um, you know, based on things going on. And then 
there's been a few COVID challenges here and there with, with deliveries and things. So we actually in, in the U.S. market, you know, did more of a soft launch yesterday and then we'll have a bigger push uh, on the 9th. So giving ourselves a few extra days to get everything ready. That's so exciting. Okay, so Hannah sent me a pair of shoes and I've never felt a bouncier shoe in my life. I'm not like a big shoe nerd or anything like that. I don't follow um, any of the new technology, but these shoes, it, uh, they're just, they're so bouncy and comfortable. Yeah, thank you so much. It's great to hear that. Uh, do you know which, which model she sent you? Okay, this is so embarrassing. And I've had a couple <laughs> people ask me because they've seen me like wearing them in my Instagram mm-hmm. stories. I, it says, the side says USMD0004. And then mm. it's night, it just says nitro foam. So I don't. Yeah, so we have different. What about on the tongue? Does it have the a tongue? Name? Okay. Um, Check the tongue. Oh, it's the Deviate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, good. Deviate. So Deviate is, yeah, one of our headliner shoes for the launch. So I'm really. Happy to hear that, you know, you got to experience that one. Um, It's definitely one of our more premium models. Um, It uses, you know, two layers of our nitro foam technology, which you can also see written on the side there of the shoe. Uh, And that's really giving you that bouncy feel. um, Yes. Which is, I think, you know, something we were really striving for, you know, how to create a foam technology that feels cushioned, but still gives you that bounce and and that energy back. Um, you know, we wanted something really responsive to keep kind of propelling our runners forward. Um, the other hidden thing in that shoe, which you can't see by looking at it, is there's an internal carbon uh, plate. And it's called our InnoPlate, and it's a carbon blend to really kind of give that extra propulsion, um, you know, as someone's running through the gate cycle. So... Yeah, we're excited about that. That's kind of the headliner shoe for the launch. And, and there's there's many other models that, that we're launching. We're do, launching a total of five right now. Um, and each is really engineered toward different runners' preferences, you know, and needs and goals. Okay, so this shoe, I know it's so it's so embarrassing that I don't know exactly the shoe I, I, I've been wearing. And p- people ask it, I'm like, uh... Should have known it was on the tongue, but this shoe, would this be like your, the racer shoe? Like if someone's going to race their marathon or 10 K or whatever it is, would this be a racing shoe? So possibly. So we, we created the deviate, um, you know, franchise, uh, with two models in it. I think the one that you have is probably just the regular deviate. Mm -hmm. Is it bright, like bright Bright reddish orange? orange? Yeah. Okay. So that, that's our Deviate Nitro, and that really is, although it has all the technology I described, so the super you know responsive foam and a carbon plate, that really is meant for more of an everyday training shoe. Okay. You know, a lot of the plate shoes that exist in the market right now are really meant for race day, but we wanted to bring um, the, the same feel and efficiency of a plate shoe into more of an everyday trainer. So if you flip your shoe over, you'll see it has a lot more rubber. So it's going to give you, you know, great grip and traction and more durability. Where a lot of the race shoes on the market today, they wear out really fast because they're meant only for race day. So, okay. you know, someone could certainly run a marathon in it. It's, it's built for distance and it will help you, you know, run faster and improve your times. But... The second part of what we built with our Deviate is we built a shoe called the Deviate Elite. And that shoe um, looks and feels a lot like Deviate, 
but every detail has been dialed up for more of that elite racing um, point of view. Um, so we stripped out a lot of weight from the shoe. It is very minimal, you know, much lighter weight rubber. Um, and that uses a full carbon fiber plate instead of the blend um, and a higher level of, of foam. It's actually our nitro elite foam. So it's, it's uh, you know, a, a higher quality raw material to start with to get even more rebound and bounciness and responsiveness. Um, so we have kind of two levels of our foam. We have our, our, you know, main nitro foam, and then we have a layer on top called the nitro elite. Okay. So when you see some of our elite athletes racing because they need, you know, optimal performance, then they they would be racing in the deviate elite. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You know, I did attend the, um, press conference you guys did virtually yep. last week and oh, good. yeah. And I did, I remember thinking I was, I just took it like I was on a run myself listening and mm -hmm. I did remember making note of that. Like I thought that was so cool that you had an everyday shoe that has the, the carbon technology. Cause I don't feel like most everyday shoes have that. Would you say that's accurate? That's definitely accurate. And, and most of the shoes that have carbon plates are really, you know, engineered for race day. And, mm -hmm. and we thought that more runners would enjoy running in a carbon plate. So, you know, we wanted to kind of bring it to more of that everyday training space, um, you know, and, and be able to allow more consumers and runners to kind of experience that, that type of efficiency. Okay. Well, I want to hear about like, Clearly, you all are doing this surgence into the distance running space. When I, you know, in the past 10 years, when I think of Puma, the runner I think of is Usain Bolt, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and who, by the way, is a dream guest for my podcast. But Okay, we'll have to let him know that. Let him know. I'm sure he's not <laughs> okay. busy at all. No. <laughs> but, you know, it was like all of the sudden, it, you know, actually... You guys are doing your marketing really well. Let me just compliment you there because Hannah sends me these shoes, which I'm sure she sent a bunch of people's shoes. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, I'm like, holy crap, Molly Sadell signed with Puma? What's going on? You know? Um, so talk to us about this plan to kind of say, here we are. We're making a move into not just the running space, but the distance running space. Yeah, definitely. I mean, great question. So, you know, it, it, it feels like it's all happening now, but obviously it started it started years ago. Sure. Um, you know, Puma as a brand <clears throat> has been growing quite a lot. Um, I think we're really proud of the growth we've experienced over the last, you know, five to six years. Um, you know, we had new management come in uh, years ago and really reposition our brand in the performance space. We have a long history as a, as a brand of being a credible sport brand. Um, <clears throat> and in some markets, we have also really strong fashion appeal. But our new management really put the stake in the ground. It's yes, we can be fashion, but we have to start with sport and be rooted in our, our sport performance history. So with that kind of, you know, clear direction, um, you know, Puma's really been working to amplify our presence in many sport categories. So if you think, you know, about a decade ago, we really kind of jumped into the golf business, which which was a much more traditional space. And I think Puma came in and, and did kind of the Puma thing and shook it up quite a bit, you know, and, and brought a lot of new energy 
to that space. More recently, we re-entered basketball, um, performance basketball, with, with a big splash of signing number one jet, you know, draft picks, having Jay-Z involved in our, our strategy and, and our, the business there. No big deal. Um, <laughs> no big deal. So a pretty fun approach there. Um, you know, we felt as a brand that it was the time to really get serious about, you know, road running, distance running um, as well. And... You know, that's something we don't take lightly. We know it's a very crowded market. It's a competitive market, but we think we can bring something quite unique to the space. Um, you know, we are the number three sports brand globally, and, you know, we're really excited to now bring, you know, our unique approach to that to that world. Okay, Nike and Adidas, who's, who's ahead of you? Yeah, Nike's the number one brand, sport brand globally, just in size. Adidas is two, and then Puma's three. Okay. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. I have to ask, have you met Jay-Z? I have not. No, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've seen him on calls and things, but I've never met him in person. But many people have. He's quite engaged with the brand, um, which is exciting. You know, I, I love that you bring up that fashion piece because I always say when I think about this, if I'm like, if I were a sponsored athlete, the the clothing would actually matter to me as well because you, that's all you're wearing, right? You're wearing that that uh, line of clothing. I know the shoes matter most for a distance runner. Like that's what's getting you to the finish line. But um, yeah, Puma has some stylish clothes. Yeah, definitely. I think Puma's, you know, positioning and, and strength for many, many years has always been blending those worlds of fashion with, with sport performance. Um, you know, Puma was the first brand in the early <laughs> turn of the century, in the early 2000s, to really start to collaborate with fashion designers, you know, and creatives outside of the sport world and bring that influence into, um, you know, sportswear. So many brands have followed and now it's such a common thing, but but it was something really led by by the brand. And I think, to your point, it gives us something, you know, a unique identity that we can bring to all of our products, always looking to elevate that, that fashion appeal is definitely one of our goals. Yeah, you know, before Molly announced her signing with with you all, um, obviously, I, Aisha Prattlier as well, I first noticed, and I think this might be before I received my shoes, was Sandy Morris, the pole vaulter. Yep. And she did yeah. the coolest reveal. <laughs> Do you remember what she did? I don't remember that one. She like Which painted one? something. I think she literally, I could be getting this wrong because I follow her on Instagram. I think she like painted a big puma or something. And she was like revealing that you were the new sponsor. And it was yeah. very unique and different and cool. And I thought that's probably the kind of athlete you're looking for. Someone that's like bringing that kind of fun energy. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I think puma as a brand has a certain personality. Um, you know, it's a little bit rebellious, a little bit, uh, you know, non-traditional, I would say. Um, and we look for athletes and ambassadors that embody that. You know, I think we as a brand like to take things a little less seriously and have fun, um, even though obviously a lot of the sports we take part in and certainly track and field is a very serious sport uh, with extremely talented and, and serious, you know, athletes. But we do find the people that can have fun still in, in that world. And, you know, the ones that you mentioned are, are absolutely, you know, athletes that embody that personality. And you brought up Molly Seidel. And I think when we first met her in Boston, it, it was 
such a great connection, you know, right away because she is exactly that. She loves to have fun, you know, within a very serious, you know, sport where she is excelling tremendously, but she has a really lighthearted, fun approach to that. Was the 6918 half she just did, was that her debut Puma race? That was her second. Are you talking about Atlanta or yeah. Vegas? Yeah. Atlanta was her second. Her debut Puma race was um, in Las Vegas. It was just a month ago. Okay. Uh, the beginning of February. And there she, let's see, she was, I'm going to get these numbers right. I think she had, our, she did 109.35 okay. in Vegas, okay. which was her new personal best. So we were all going crazy. We're like, oh my God, what an amazing first race. You know, <laughs> she, she wore our Deviate Elite. We're all watching, um, you so know, exciting. hoping it goes well for her. And she was so excited. She thought the shoes felt great. And I remember speaking to her after the race and she was like, yeah, you know, that was just kind of a dust buster. Get the kinks out race. You know, I'm going to really turn it on in uh, Atlanta. And I was like, really? That wasn't, <laughs> you just had a personal <laughs> record. But She's, again, such a funny approach. And then in Atlanta with really tough conditions, you know, I mean, it was so humid there. Um, the roads were wet. You know, Molly's been training out in Flagstaff where it's so dry. Um, and she just unbelievable. Again, beat beat her own personal, you know, record um, so significantly. And we were all just really excited for her. Yeah. And I heard her in the post-race interview kind of say to be pretty honest like that was not that was hard the whole time like it sounded yeah. like she didn't feel great the whole time yet she still PR'd only a month after that other PR exactly exactly and I mean we knew those conditions like you know watching the weather for that day it's just not what she had been training in at all you know and um that level of humidity I mean I don't know if you watched the race but it was like you could see it it hanging in the air <laughs> everything yeah. was wet and humid and heavy. Um, yeah, but she still did amazing. So we're very proud of her. It's so weird too, because I watched the, I watched on the Puma running Instagram, the video of her coming in for the finish. And just because of COVID and everything, it's like, she's like, looks like to be in a parking lot. And I'm like, this is so weird. She's running a 69 minute half marathon. Like it's no big deal. And we're in this like parking lot with, and there's just no fans because they're camping. No one, I know, I know. It's such an odd time, you know, and I, I really feel for a lot of the athletes who, you know, had Olympics move and, 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 you know, are just kind of, sticking with it and persevering and showing up at these events without without a lot of fans supporting because they can't be there, you know. But Molly's a great example of somebody that she's just such a good attitude, you know. She just powers right through and, and she's even improving with the extra time that she's had, you know. So we're really excited to see what she can do even in her next race, but very excited for Olympics. Yeah. And I, I've interviewed Molly once before, you know, a few yeah. months after the, the trials this year. And she does, she's just, she was so easy to talk to. Just a really fun interview. You never know what an interview is going to be like if you've not talked to the person before, but yeah. so casual and easy. And yes, very funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she, you know, is based out of Boston or actually Cambridge right next to Boston. And our office is in Boston. So when we first met her, um, to have kind of a meet and greet before she signed with us, we had just the most fun day together. And, you know, she's so natural, she's so friendly, but she's smart, she knows what she wants. Yes. Um, yes. 
And she also is a really kind of undercover shoe nerd. Like she loves the shoes and the technologies and learning all about how shoes are built. I mean, she already knows. She, I listened to her speak about our shoes and it sounds like she's in our, you know, product creation team. <laughs> I'm so impressed by her. But to your point, we had such a fun day and it, her personality was great. And I remember leaving that day thinking how disappointed I would be if she didn't mm. choose us, you know, and choose to sign with us. Um, so we're really glad to have her. Hey, everybody, a quick break here to thank Beam for supporting this episode of the podcast. Whoa, this brand, it's all the rave right now, and I am so into it. Their hydration line is amazing. Beam can meet your needs from balance to performance to recovery to sleep, and their new hydration line is so good. They have three hydration mixes. They have an energy mix, watermelon flavor, so good, a collagen mix, which is for recovery, and then a balance mix, which has probiotics in it. Okay, the other thing I have to bring up is their Dream Powder. It is a CBD powder mix. You have it at nighttime, right before bed. I'm telling you, I will do anything to get good sleep at night. You just put a scoop of this in with some hot water, and it kind of tastes like a hot chocolate mix. This is my new nightly routine, and I'm sleeping better than I've ever slept. This is a warm blend, and it has a healthy take on hot chocolate, helping your body and mind wind down for the night. So you all can check out Beam. I highly recommend checking out all they have to offer. Um, go to Beam, B-E-A-M-T-L-C dot com. Use the code ANOTHER, and you will get 15% off your order. Okay, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Aaron Longen. Okay, one of the things I am dying to talk about is the new group out in North Carolina. What kind of details can you give us? Yeah, that's another exciting piece of, of what we've been working on. So, you know, we really wanted to support athletes. You know, you've mentioned our, some of our track and field history. We have a great portfolio of, of track and field athletes that, that we support. And we... Um, you know, are not slowing down in that space of signing athletes. Um, we've heard some other brands are, and that's definitely not our approach. Um, we've been heavily involved in track and field, as you mentioned, Bolt, and, you know, there's been a lot of, of other amazing athletes. And, you know, so that's always been something really important to the brand um, that we're not slowing down in. And, you know, we've been, we have been working with our sports marketing team on kind of how to amplify this approach and also knowing that we really want to start to focus on distance running and you know middle distance long distance and we definitely had the idea of putting together a group um, based in North Carolina you know there's top-notch facilities there um, university tracks you know a nice combination of soft running trails and of course great weather right so yeah kind of yeah. an optimal place to to have people based um, we have hired a very experienced coach that we're excited to bring onto the team, um, named Alistair Craig. And he, you know, he's gained, you know, a lot of kind of notoriety from his own experience. Um, he holds the Irish national record for both the 5,000 meter and the 10,000 meter, and he's a three times, you know, Olympian. Um, so amazing athlete himself. And he's been, you know, one of the best kind of mentors and tutors, you know, over the year, you know, helping athletes. And the idea of this team, 
you know, with with Alistar's uh, leadership is really to support young athletes coming out of the NCAA. Okay. Um, and, you know, Puma there to help them train and support and kind of begin their their professional career, you know, with, with that level of support from the brand. Um, so we do have some really exciting athletes already signed on. We, uh, we have Taylor Werner. Okay. Um, Fiona O'Keefe and Stephen Fahey already signed on to the team, and we are looking to continue to build that and sign more athletes uh, mid-year as well as people are kind of coming out of the NCAA. Now, are those dist- are those like five k, ten k runners? Yeah, it's a mix. It's a mix of things, and you know, we definitely are looking at five k, ten k. You know, we are also looking at specifically females, um, certainly not exclusively female, but, but it is our goal as well to support female athletes. Um, we're also offering the athletes a secondary training location in Colorado Springs. Um, you know, so it'll be a combination of North Carolina based and then some high altitude training also in Colorado Springs. Um, and then, you know, joining this group and becoming part of kind of the Puma family opens up a lot of other fun things for our athletes, right? You know, Molly won't be based there, but she plans to interact with that group and and help, you know, coach and mentor some of our athletes that are coming out of the NCAA and joining us. So we think it could be a really fun experience. Well, and just so listeners know, Alistair Craig, that's Amy Craig's husband. So will she be joining with the help, like helping out with coaching? Yeah, I, I don't know what her involvement will be. That is a great question and, and not one that I can answer because I don't know. Um, but certainly something I could find out and follow up on with you. Yeah, and I just bring that up because I wasn't sure if many listeners would recognize his name, but I figured most listeners would recognize her name. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Good point. Yep. Well, that's so exciting. You know, it's like I, I think it's been pretty clear over the last few years and even, you know, I started this podcast five years ago and like just seeing the evolution over those last five years of what training groups look like and how important that is to both brands and the athletes. It's really exciting to see that you guys are starting a group. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we, we think that supporting athletes is a really key piece of this. We think being able to, you know, have a great portfolio of athletes that we can interact with as we build products and need to test products, you know, it's going to make us better in terms of, product creation as well. Um, But really, it's been a a constant mission of Puma to really, you know, amplify and support athletes, especially in the world of track and field, and now really also focusing on that, that distance running space as well. What's the what's the culture like vibe and focus for Puma heading into the rest of this year? Yeah, so we have a lot going on. Um, (laughs) We, it's like, part of me, I, you know, I pinch myself because I'm still just wrapping my head around the fact that 2021, this year we've been working toward is finally here. Um, because, you know, it, we've been building our approach to running and, you know, really working diligently for many years on what this could look like. And we never would have known it. We'd have COVID-19, right, to also deal with. Um, So definitely a few curveballs. But, you know, I think we're we're quite a resilient team and we've we've found ways around that. Certainly you'll see us, you know, launch product um, now, as we talked about this week, next week, 
really getting a, a lot of our initial messaging out there, our products out there. But that is just the beginning for us. Um, we have an entire year full of product rollouts, you know, storytelling, um, athlete moments. Unfortunately, some of the more in-person races and mm -hmm. events are a little bit on hold, obviously, um, which was a, a big piece of the plan initially. But that's okay. I'm mm -hmm. sure that'll come back eventually and, and we'll be ready for it. But it's a year packed with uh, new introductions and, you know, a lot of great moments for Puma running. And then you've been with the brand for a long time, like 12 years or so? Yeah. Yeah, it has been a while. I joined Puma in 2008. So I guess this will be my 13th year with the brand. Um, Puma's just always been a great fit for me. You know, I, I the from day one of my interview, I just remember thinking like, you know, how I felt the brand personality really aligned to my own, you know, way of working, goals. Um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of what the brand is known for is definitely pace. It's fast paced, mm -hmm. um, but it really has this entrepreneurial spirit, which I think is very unique and special to the brand. And, you know, that's something that drew me in um, a lot, you know, and I think has kept me here for 12 years, 13 years. Um, but I've held many different roles in, in the brand. Um, I've been part of the performance team, the running and training team now for the majority of the time. Um, I joined that team in about 2013 um, and just moved into this role uh, about two years ago. That's exciting. What have the, been the biggest like shifts and changes you've seen in the last 12 years with the company? Yeah, I think definitely, you know, as I spoke to earlier, really kind of where we, we were almost balancing the worlds of fashion and performance, you know, really shifting toward and just prioritizing that performance side and making sure that all of our messaging, you know, uh, is rooted there. I think that's been a great shift for the brand. Um, and then, you know, other than that, just strong investment, strong storytelling, you know, the brand is really setting up for growth. Um, and, you know, I think we've seen a lot of that growth and I think we have a lot more to come, um, which is exciting. We also are re kind of building a, a new headquarters here in the U.S., which is something also exciting for the brand and just shows a commitment to this marketplace as well here in the U.S. Um, we're building a new headquarters in Somerville, Massachusetts, so right outside of Boston, um, just to really increase and improve our presence in this country. That is so, so exciting. Erin, um, what's your background with running? So personally, I'm, you know, more of what I'd call kind of uh, the health runner. You know, okay. I was never yeah. a competitive runner. Um, I was always a very, very focused on kind of general fitness and training. Uh, and running was always a key piece of that for me uh, and continues to be. Back in the day, I mean, now I'm going to completely age myself, but I was <laughs> a fitness instructor. I did cardio kickboxing uh -huh. instructor. I used to work at different gyms. So being fit and healthy has just been a part of my life for a long time. Um, and then I had three kids uh -huh. and, uh -huh. you know, getting out to the gym and doing my yoga classes or, you know, studio classes became harder and harder. So running for me became 
my focus because it was something I could do on my time. You know, I can run out for even a quick, a quick 5K, a quick 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes here and there when I had time at any hour of the day rather than, you know, trying to schedule a workout. So running became my primary form of exercise and something now that like if I don't do it in a day, I'm, you know, it's like weighing on my shoulders. Um, I do miss some of the other stuff, but, you know, I'm just happy to have, have running. And especially through COVID, I mean, it became, you know, the only option for many people. Um, as gyms closed and studios closed running, I think, you know, as I get out there in my hometown, I see so many more people out running, walking than I did, you know, in years prior. So I think it's a great thing to see. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I feel like right at the beginning of COVID last year, whenever I would go out for runs, it would, it would be this weird, like when you would pass another runner, you'd feel this like human connection that you weren't getting yeah. anywhere else. You know, they'd be on the other side of the street and you just give them like this nod, like we're doing this, like this, this is our life now. Yeah. And you could see like a lot of people that probably weren't running before uh-huh. just getting out there, you know, moving at a slow pace, but like doing it and that, and I just, I love seeing that, you know, and we've all got our masks and it's kind of uncomfortable, but, <laughs> but you know, still getting out there even for, for our sanity is, is nice. How old are your kids, Erin? I have three boys. They're four, six, and eight. Okay. I have four boys and mine are two, oh four, God. six, and eight. So we're like living the same life. <laughs> oh my gosh. You went for four. Wow. Yeah. It just kind of happened. I'm not really a great planner. <laughs> yeah. But we're the the exact same ages. That's amazing. Wait, your youngest is two? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And we go up to eight. So my oldest is in second grade. I have so much respect for you because, I mean, I I barely keep it together here. Having that extra one must be (laughs) amazing. I mean, it's funny. I know people always say, like, what's one more kid? And I'm like, well, it's one more kid. That's what it is. Oh, my gosh. Someone told me, oh, going from two to three, you know, it's no big deal. It was a pretty big deal. Uh Uh-huh. it we were really outnumbered, was. and yeah, I was like, that was a lie. <laughs> Someone was trying to make me feel good. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, you must know, three boys, four boys, like, there is something really fun about having that. You know, they're all like, my kids are definitely a fun age where they're all still playing really well together. I mean, they fight, they play, mm-hmm. you know, but there's definitely, I think, we've all been just so thankful that they have each other right now through oh, COVID. Yeah. Cause we're so isolated, you know? Oh, um, 100%. I know. It, it's crazy. That That is fun, though, because we're oftentimes saying, at the same time, you don't want to wish it, it away, but we're oftentimes yeah. saying, like, oh, when the youngest one can swim or, like, when this can happen, yeah. like, you feel like you'll have so much more just freedom to, t- you know, like, breathe a little bit easier yeah. when you, you go on vacations or whatever. And um, so you're probably getting really close to that with your youngest being four to kind of that, more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about it. I said, I finally feel like we don't have a baby. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's just felt like we've had somebody that you really have to take care of for so long. And I think just only in the last really, you know, six months to a year has it felt like the youngest is, is self-sufficient now. And they kind of, I mean, all are to some degree. <laughs> no one's yeah. completely self-sufficient, but um, yeah, it does feel like a shift. Yeah, I had a friend over the other day and she had a, a she has an eight week old, a two year old and a four year old. And even oh that God. I'm like, ooh, that seems really hard. And my youngest it's is so only hard. two and a half. But like 
there's just something about having a little baby who literally can't do anything that I'm like, even though it, it was so fresh for me and it didn't happen that long ago, it seems like it would be really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I think I blocked some of it out. I mean, it yeah. was so hard, you know, and, and having a demanding job that I love and want to dedicate, you know, time to and having a demanding family. It was, it was a lot. Yes. But now, how are you getting finding time for running? Uh, well, you know, it? in August of this past year, when we knew my big boys were going to be virtual for a good portion of the year, um, mm-hmm. we just decided we would send my kids to the little boys to daycare full time because I've always kind of worked like part time to full time, but on my own schedule just for myself. So um, sure. sending those little boys to daycare full time and then when my big boys went back to school, I'm sh- I run whenever I want, like noon, 10, so whenever nice. I don't have an interview or I'm not editing. It's it's really, really nice. But yeah, last year was was challenging. And my husband working from home, obviously, you know, made it helpful. We just really worked together on taking turns with stuff. And his company yeah. was super, you know, I think it, if, if a company wasn't being flexible last year, um, especially for people that had little kids at home that couldn't leave the house, like you're probably not working for a very good company, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I think we've been really lucky at Puma. You know, I can say, I think the way Puma has handled COVID and really tried to support employees, um, you know, is something we're quite proud of, um, you know, allowing people that work from home balance, but also keeping our office honestly open and accessible if employees need to go there. I mean, for me personally, some days with all, all the kids and you know, home, homeschool, I, I needed to get out and I needed a place to be able to go. So at least having that type of opportunity, I think helped a lot of us kind of keep going. <laughs> are your kids back in school? Uh, the kids are hybrid right okay. now. Um, my youngest just does three days a week in preschool. That was always the plan. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously the others, uh, that was, <laughs> none of this was the plan. Um, <laughs> right. The other two are doing just two days in person right now. Oh man, we're back full, full time since January 18th and it's amazing. Where are you guys located? Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. And actually um, we're in the public school system, but the suburbs here have been open all year. Yeah. I I keep hearing of that. Even in Connecticut, right next to us, you know, there's a lot of that, but yeah, they were, I mean, Massachusetts definitely was hit pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're still kind of, I think, climbing out of it. Um, but I did just hear from the governor that in April they're going to get everybody back. So, you know, luckily with the vaccines rolling yeah. out, the teachers are getting vaccinated now in March. So we're all just hoping that, you know, we can stay that course. And if they can get back in in April, especially, you know, when they can open the windows and spend some time outside, then we're all for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and I will note, we'll wrap up with end of podcast questions. When I was said, um, yeah. you know, my husband's job, I was thinking like, oh, not everybody is that fortunate. Like if you're a front frontline worker or things like that, like you don't have the option to have that flexibility. So I just exactly. for the listener, I want to say, I do realize like that is a huge privilege and I'm super grateful and also grateful for everybody who, who hasn't had that flexibility, who has had to step up and like you know, be there 24 seven. I couldn't agree more. I think about it every time, um, you know, in a store, I mean, people there are working, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can go in and get groceries, you know, the, the hospitals. I mean, absolutely. It's so true. 
Well, Aaron, this has been fun, and I'm so excited about everything you guys are doing with Puma. Like, I know that my listeners are going to be pumped about this new group and following these new athletes and so many exciting things on the horizon. Tell me, for you personally, what is something professionally or personally you'd like to do that you have not done yet? Yeah, You know what? It's a tough one for me to answer this year because I think coming off what we just said, like, I am so grateful to be you know, in the role I'm in right now, I am fully focused on it. Um, I am currently living some of my goals and dreams that I've had in this job. And, you know, one of them has been to help Puma bring, uh, you know, a strong initiative around running, you know, performance running, road running. um, And we're getting to do that right now. The other one has been supporting females, in many ways, so supporting women in my role um, through, you know, people we hire. Um, you know, our team right now is 52% female, so oh, cool. that's been a big shift, and I think something that you know I'm quite proud of. And then when you look at even the running initiative itself, one of our major, um, you know, focuses is to support female runners. And we know that more women than than men are registering for races. More women are running than ever before. Um, And, you know, our whole approach now with the launch of running is to really support and elevate female runners. And that's everyone from female elite athletes to the everyday runner out there. Um, So, you know, I have to really just be thankful for what I'm able to be a part of right now um, and and really, you know, proud of of what we're doing as a brand. That's so cool. That's so awesome. 52% females. Uh, working for Puma. That's awesome. What, what is an accomplishment you're most proud of? I would say the innovations that we brought in this current running line, you know, back a few years ago when it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're really going to, you know, get serious and committed to the space. How do we start? And, you know, we really agreed that it had to start with the product and the technology and the innovation because, we can market all we want, but at the end of the day, if we're not bringing strong running products to the market, the consumer's, you know, not going to be interested. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we spent years of development to try to find, you know, absolute top technologies that were out there. We worked with chemists, we worked with factories, creating our own unique propositions that we really believe are best of class. Um, you know, whether it's the foam that we talked about quickly or the rubber in our shoes, you know, or our plate design, our solutions really, really are something that I'm so proud of. Um, and what we're bringing to market right now is just the beginning. And, you know, we hope people fall in love with the products. We hope that they love, you know, the experience of running in our products. They're built to provide a more effortless run for our consumers. Um, And then there's a lot more to come. We are working on future years of product and some really, I think, surprising innovations as well. What is the best, most recent book you've read? Oh, God, a book. Um, (laughs) Do you have time to read? I feel like your job is a little bit more demanding than mine. (laughs) Are you really asking if I've had any time to read a book? No, I I actually do. You know, it's funny. It's something I always have found time for, but I'm a little, not embarrassed, embarrassed because I don't have some like super smart book to report on. Um, When I have time to read, I read purely fiction Uh and purely stories that take me out of the day-to-day pressures of my life. 
Um, what did I read recently? I just finished a great book, actually. It's called um, It's called Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, it's so good. I've read it's it. It's so good. It's that type of book that I look for. It's yes. just a story just to really like take my, you know, experience something new for a while, take my mind off things. So yes, that's I feel what I read way. recently. Yep. Um, I just checked out a book at the library called What Happens in Paradise. So <laughs> Ooh, okay, perfect. I'll put that on my list. <laughs> I also checked out like three uh, business type books and I'll probably read one of them and have to also like, um, what's it called? Renew it. So, you know, the, what happens in paradise will definitely be the priority. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then if you could have coffee to your cocktail with someone fun, motivating or inspiring, who would it be? Oh, you have some really great questions. Thanks. Um, Okay, someone really motivating Jay-Z, and inspiring. Usain Bolt. <laughs> yeah, I know there's so many. Um, you know what? I would say, honestly, the first person that comes to mind, so I'm going to be really honest, is um, Michelle Obama. Mm. She's somebody that I just think is so impressive. Um, everything she does, everything she says, you know, to be a woman of color who has, you know, impacted so much and you know to be in the position of first lady but take such ownership over that position just someone i've always really loved watching um you know i i would if anyone asked me really who would i want to sit down with and have tea and ask a million questions to i think it would be her (laughs) she also just seems really fun like i bet she'd be fun to you know get to know yeah, she's not stiff. She's got a really good personality. Yeah. Which you feel like someone in that position you, has to be super guarded, and she doesn't seem like that. She doesn't seem like it at all. Yeah. Um, she seems so approachable and honest, you know. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I would love to learn more about her, her life and how she's really, you know, behind the scenes gotten to where she is. Um, okay, and then our last question we always wrap up with is, what is your last message you want to leave our audience with? I used to say, what is your message to the world? But that always felt so big. So I say, yeah, that, that does with. feel big. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks for that opportunity. I, I, you know, I would like to say that I'm, I'm very, very proud of, of, you know, what we're bringing to market for, for running. You know, I'm so lucky to work with the team of experts that we have at Puma, Um, our designers, our developers, um, our factory partners, our innovation experts. I mean, the list goes on and on, Um, our amazing athletes. So this has been, you know, a long time, a long effort, uh, work in progress for us. And we're just really excited to bring it to market. You know, our goals in launching Puma is to, you know, really reach the running consumer, the everyday runner, the elite athlete, everybody in between. You know, we really want to deliver top-tier products. We built everything from scratch with with the latest and greatest, um, you know, performance innovations and technologies, all built to deliver an effortless run. Uh, we want to change the way women are treated in running. Um, you know, we have this internal mantra we call "Run for Her," and it's all about supporting female runners in the sport. And you know, we do that in many ways. One is starts with the product and how we build product, how we test product, really focusing on what women need, the differences in their body, the differences in how they run, and making sure we're engineering product for females. 
you know, you'll see it come to life in how we sign and support athletes, you know, really focusing on uh, elevating, representing female runners. And then lastly, um, we're working with an organization called Women Win, and we've created a spark change fund to help, um, you know, further promote gender equity in the sport and, and further, you know, find ways to fund organizations around the world that help to support female runners. Um, so that's a lot of what we're working on. We're really proud of the approach and we hope people will give it a try. Run, what's the hashtag run for her? Yeah, we say run for her. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, Erin, thanks for sharing a little bit about what's going on with Puma and a little bit about your story as well. It was super fun to connect with, well, with another mom of all boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, have a really great rest of your Friday and a great weekend. All right. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Erin, for coming on the show. You all make sure you are following the new Puma Running Instagram. It's just Puma Running. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm LindsayHine626. You can find me on Twitter at LindsayHine and Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine where we have a group as well. Thank you all so much for being here today. I hope you have a really great rest of your Friday, a wonderful weekend. And as always, we will see you next Friday.